Hello, I am Joel McLeod. And I'm Roland Tanner. And welcome to the 905er. Last year, one of the biggest stories we focused on was that of the Halton Catholic School Board's debate on raising the pride flag during Pride Month in June at its schools. As listeners of this podcast know all too well, the discussion degenerated into a very divisive debate, and the end result of which was the board deciding ultimately not to raise the flag at its schools. The issue also brought national attention to the Halton Catholic School Board, with many critics questioning why one specific religion in a multicultural society such as Canada should get public tax dollars to fund an education system just for itself especially if it is not in line with the majority of Canadian public opinion. It even caught the attention of the Ontario Human Rights Tribunal and raised the question if if the board was in violation of the rights of its LGBTQ students. The issue ultimately has created a movement in the board of progressive staff, students, and parents coming together to advocate for more LGBTQ inclusivity in the board, amongst other issues. Since then, the debate has proven to be a catalyst to bring to light much dysfunction that exists at the board table. Many meetings since then have degenerated into contests of personality with agendas not being accomplished. A third party went so far as to mark some of the behavior of its trustees as quote-unquote dilatory, which has led to much acrimony that exists now around the board table. In light of all of this, one would think that the board would want to put behind itself the issue of pride flag being raised at its schools. However, that is not the case of the original proponent for the policy, Trustee Brenda Agnew. Trustee Agnew is once again introducing her proposal to raise the pride flag at Halton Catholic Schools during this year's Pride Month. The decision to go ahead or not with the policy will be made tonight, Tuesday, January 18th, at the board's monthly meeting. Trustee Agnew is a parent of two children in the Halton Catholic School System. Her youngest son has cerebral palsy and is a student in the system with special needs. She currently sits on the HCDSB Special Education Advisory Committee and advocates for the needs of special needs students at the board level. She is currently one of the trustees for Burlington and today she joins us to discuss her reasoning as to why she's reintroducing this motion. But before we begin, we'd like you to please consider supporting us on Patreon or through Buy Me a Coffee. Your contribution will go a long way to helping us tell stories like this that are so important to the 905 region. Just a small amount of $5 can go a long way to making a big impact. Please consider supporting us today. Links are in the show notes. Now, on with the show. Okay, I would like to welcome to the podcast, Trustee Brenda Agnew to the 905er. Brenda, thank you for uh, for taking the time to come on today. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, I was um, saying earlier, you've got a great podcast. I'm happy to be here. Thank you very much. That's all we needed from you. Good night. Good luck. <laughs> no, I'm out. <laughs> uh, no, um, so the reason why we wanted to have you on, on Brenda, is because um, you are bringing back the pride flag debate to the Halton Catholic District School Board. For, for another crack the can, so to speak. Why don't we f- rewind the tape to about a year ago? And the first time you brought this forward to the board, what, just t- tell us your mind, your mind back then, like why, why bring it forward? What was your thinking? And what was your, your expectation at the time for that move? 
Absolutely. So, I mean, I feel like so much has happened since then. I'll try to recount it. But, you know, I've always been, um, I mean, for anyone that knows me, I've always been a, a huge proponent of inclusion and belonging and, and diversity and accepting others for who they are and celebrating differences. And, um, you know, and, and I've always... Um, I've always had friends uh, that have been a part of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and it's just something that, you know, I, I've known for a number of years. And, you know, I would see during the, the month of, of June, I would see, you know, the beautiful flags flying um, at, you know, corporate locations and at our coterminous board. And, um, and, and it just, you know, so, you know, that was sort of um, you know, the initial outside glance at things is, you know, um, you'd see the celebration again of all things that were um, diverse. And, and again, you know, the, the themes of love and kindness. And, and so, you know, I did a little bit of inquiry um, why we had never flown the flag at our board, because as you know, I'm a fairly new trustee and I, I wasn't aware of that. And, and at around the same time, we started to hear from some students. And I was hearing a lot of anecdotal information from teachers that I know in the system or parents and families I know in the system. But we started to actually hear more um, students expressing, um, you know, their desire um, to see that flag flown, the importance of, of um, really, really showing our 2SLGBTQ plus community that they did belong in our Catholic schools and that they were loved and accepted. And so uh, we did have a student that did a, a delegation. And it never left me. And it sat with me and I thought we have to do a little bit better here. Uh, we do some great things at our board, but we need to do a little bit better and we need to do better by this community. Um, and so in my opinion, I thought let's, let's put this flag up and, uh, and let's show outwardly that this is a place of belonging um, and that you are accepted. Uh, I didn't quite anticipate the backlash. You said, you know, you asked what I thought would happen. I actually thought that naively or not, I thought the motion would pass. Um, I really did. And as we know, it did not. Something a little different did pass. Um, but I don't think I ever anticipated um, what transpired after uh, after all of that. So, the, uh, and I mean, just, to, just to sort of dive into that point somewhat, I mean, um, yeah, you said you didn't expect quite the level of, of reaction that you got, so to speak. Um, uh, now, I guess, I mean, to sort of uh, put the argument of the people who, who voted against, I guess, to put their point of view, they might now be saying, you know, we won that vote. Um, so, you know, why, why now bring it back so quickly after a previous vote to um, to try again? You know, is it, is, is it just a matter of, like, hopefully some of them might stay home this time? Or something <laughs> uh, more to it? So... Um, I truly, truly believe so a couple of reasons for timing, because we know the timing is probably not optimum. And I have thought about that. It's not lost on me that we have all of these things that are going on. But the, the, the timing to bring it back again was based on the fact that we had just seen a staff report um, that had come back based on some of the activities that were implemented um, after the last motion um, went into effect. And so, you know, my hope was, is that over the course of the of the past year, um, maybe perhaps some of the trustees were a little who were a little bit uncertain about some of the, um, you know, maybe some of the understanding behind the flag, some of the education piece, some of the other things that they might have been a little nervous about. Maybe they've seen um, some things that would make them feel more comfortable or a better sense of understanding that they could support it this time. I think also what's really important of note is the tremendous outpouring of support and love. And I could never have imagined what would have come out of that, um, of that um, vote. And 
uh, and perhaps that was, you know, a little bit that I'm, that maybe some trustees will look at, that they will consider um, what we heard from schools and staff and students after the last vote. And that's why I, I brought it back at the time I did. When, when the, that vote happened, uh, I remember we were, we were covering it. It's one of the first big stories that we, that we did cover. Um, there seemed to be a, a little bit of hesitation on the part of some trustees. There's a, there's a, you know, we don't, you know, we're, we're, we're not sure, you know, let, let's find a, let's find a, a cautious middle ground, uh, to, you know, try to accommodate all sides here. And I'm going to go on a limb and say that that didn't really work out. What got shocked me though, was the number of schools and in, in the board who I'm going to say within 48 hours, had put out some kind of LGBTQ plus positive messaging on their social media channels. Um, school councils, parent parent driven school councils were were posting you know some kind of inclusionary messaging to the LGBTQ plus community in the Halton Catholic School Board, saying we want you essentially we want you in our schools. We know you're the, we know you're here. We know you're part of it. You're welcome here. These are may not be officially safe school policy, but we're going to try and make it, make it so such. But what do you take away from that as a trustee that the, you know, was that a, was that a case of the trust, your, the board not really reading the room, like not, not really seeing, seeing what the reality was on the ground? Uh, you know, that's, that's a great question. I mean, you know, I, I actually, you know, I think Joel that because it had never really been something that had been a part of a discussion or had never been, I mean, we did see discussions around the GSAs, right? The gay straight alliances that had come to our board, but you know, I don't know that there had ever been conversations and discussions on a grand level about the importance of supporting, um, you know, members of our 2S LGBTQ plus community. And so I don't really know if people were aware of how, how important that was to our school communities. And I don't know if they knew, um, I mean, people may not have been aware of how prevalent, um, you know, uh, some uh, staff and students identified with that community. And so, you know, I don't know if it was, I don't know. I don't know if it was not reading the room. I don't know if it was maybe an assumption based on some arguments we've, we've heard, right, from our, you know, Catholic teachings. Maybe there was an assumption that this isn't something that is supported out there. I, I really, I honestly don't, don't know. Um, I honestly don't know what, what, um, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know. This has been uh, somewhat of a of a kind of contentious board since 2018. In any case, hasn't it? I mean, um, you know, we we've spoken to uh, board chair uh, Patrick O'Brien. Patrick, forgive me if I get Murphy. names wrong, but Patrick Patrick Murphy. Murphy, I'm so sorry, Patrick. Okay, it's Irish. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I, I'm quarter Irish myself. I should know better. <laughs> But there's been quite a contentious uh, uh, board uh, uh, with somewhat of a of a divide between a, a kind of more progressive side and a side that seems very much <laughs> very willing to use whatever tools are available at their disposal to start to get in the way of um, some arguably progressive policies, uh, not necessarily to vote against them, but to prevent them ever reaching the, the the point of a vote, which is kind of what happened last year with with your initial motion, if I understand correctly. Right. Um, I mean, do you? Do you see? Has there been any change since that report came in? I think it was in the sort of late summer last year. Uh, in the behaviour of the, I mean, I, I'm not asking you to 
talk about your colleagues necessarily, but has there been a general change in in tone at all that suggests that this might be a more optimistic time for uh, for this motion? Yeah. Um, now, the report you're referring to, Roman, is that the eighty? Is that the code of conduct report that came in, or yeah. is okay? So the code of okay, as opposed yeah. to the, um, I don't know. Uh, it's again, it's another great question. You know, I think. Uh, I, you know, I'm being optimistic that uh, there is a will for us to come together as a group and in what could be the final year of a number of, you know, trustees, perhaps, um, you know, serving uh, on the board of trustees. It would be nice to see us come together on some of these matters. I, you know, I would hope again that, um, you know, we, there's a lot of talk often about listening to the voices of our community, recognizing their wants and needs and desires and, and, and um, acting accordingly to that. My hope would be is that everything that we've seen, again, since the vote last year, may give a strong indication that this is something that, you know, our schools want to see, uh, that our, our families and students and staff want to see. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I mean, I, again, I can't speak for other trustees. I know that when I go in to our meetings, I go in with the absolute hope that we're going to get through an agenda, that we're going to make some strong and positive decisions for our, our staff and our students and our families, that we're going to keep them first and foremost. Um, it, you know, and I don't, I wish we could come together more. I really do, because there's so much great work that could continue to happen. And, and we just seem to stumble over it at times. And and I don't know if that report will make a difference or not, because we actually haven't even discussed it at the board table. It keeps it keeps not getting around to it because we never get through an agenda. So it's been hard really to even have the conversation. Yeah, I don't well, know if I answered your question or not, but that no way it speaks to the the the, the problems that uh, that have existed, you know, kind of long term now. You know, we're certainly since two thousand eighteen. I was wondering. Well, I mean, I, re I remember back when the. The Halton Catholic Board brought brought this up, and it was on uh, on the agenda on the table. And it kind of, I, I believe, the Waterloo uh, Catholic Board had had put they they didn't have a, the debate; they just decided we're just going to do this. Um, but you kind of kicked off a trend, so to speak, in other Catholic boards around the province, not just in the nine hundred five, but Thunder Bay, I believe, and a few others uh, that started to to mull this over and then of course i thought a big one was uh, the toronto catholic school yeah. board uh district school board was uh brought forward and they pat what i thought was interesting is most of these past motions i think halton yeah. is the only one halton maybe one other are the only ones that actively said no right um do you take this as kind of a black eye on the reputation of the halton catholic district school board that you're you're not you're not you're kind of standing alone here and decisions on on this uh, on this on this issue. So I've given this lots of thought um, because I have to say how excited and and how um, thrilled I was to see the other boards passing, um, you know, to pa to passing those motion and seeing those flags flown. And and I know that TCDSB had done a lot of work leading up to that. Um, I'm not going to lie; I think a lot of the press and a lot of the attention that happened on the Halton Catholic Board perhaps might have tipped, um, may have tipped the scales. I'm I'm assuming. Um, but, you know, I was so proud and I was so excited to see that happen. But at the same time, there was, you know, I was I was filled with, you know, with some sadness um, because it was nice to see that some positive action had happened as a result of what had transpired at our board. But it obviously left me feeling quite sad that we weren't able to do it at our board. Um, so, you know, uh, you know, I, I've certainly have heard 
from other trustees, from other boards, you know, who have said it's a, it's a, it's dis- a disappointment. It's disappointing to know that that was the way that, you know, the vote went um, and have been asking repeatedly if we think that's ever going to change. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Black Eye, I think definitely some frustration and, and some, you know, some disappointment, if you will, uh, that, you know, we kicked this all off and yet we couldn't get the flag flown ourselves. Um, that. That being said, this debate and the fact that the flag isn't flying over Halton Catholic schools did get you a lot of negative press, not just in the 905, but across the entire province, uh, dare say it, across the country. There's a lot of questions. Uh, you kind of became a focal point on the, on the debate over Catholic education in the province. Like, there are a lot of people who are asking the question of, why do we need a Catholic school board in, in the province when... For the vast majority of Ontarians, the issue of flying the, the pride flag in the month of June is a non-issue. It's just, yeah, put it up. Mm-hmm. It should be up for the for one month in the school year. Why not? Get, you know, it, it's it really is a non-issue. But this debate made it. So a lot of people say, well, wh- why do we even have to have a separate school system for one one religion? As a Catholic trustee, I, I'm going to throw it out to you and, and kind of respond back to that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is this is why I was nervous, Joel. Um, no, I, I'm kidding. It, you know, um, you know, I certainly could spend some time extolling the virtues, you know, of the Catholic school system. I'm obviously a strong supporter. I wouldn't be a trustee in the system. I truly believe um, the quality of the education that we do provide, and and there's so many there's so many great things that we do as a Catholic board. Um, I'm really really proud of them, and and I'm proud of. Um, you know, the messaging that we send to our students. I'm proud of the curriculum. I am. There's a lot of things I'm really, really proud of. Um, and, you know, it, it, it did, I did worry. I'm not going to lie. I worry, you know, when, when this all happened, to your point, it starts the conversation about should we have one single system? You know, I, I don't, you know, I don't personally believe we should. Again, I'm a, I'm a huge supporter of the Catholic school system. I'm a, I'm a, um, I was a, you know, I'm a product of it. My kids are enrolled. Um, I do, again, I believe a lot of really great things that we do, but I'm also conscientious that when something like this comes up, it does start those conversations. So then I think to myself, do I, do I do that and bring on that negative spotlight or do I not and leave it the way it is, but then that's not okay either. So it's, it's, you know, I, and I understand why people are saying that. I do. I understand it's been something that's come around for a long time. And unfortunately, when issues come up at the table that seem to be um, impeded um, because of religious <clears throat> reasons, that makes it, um, you know, that makes the, the, the discussion stronger about only having uh, one system. And that really is unfortunate. And that's another reason why I say, we need to be a little bit more progressive. I mean, the reality is, is that we have students in our system who are not Catholic. Uh, they have chosen to direct their tax dollars to us. They've chosen to to have us, um, you know, as the vessel to, to you know, provide education to their children. Um, we have to remember that and we have to be responsive to, you know, all students and not just some students. So um, I think, you know, that's where some of these conversations, I think, belong is, is and that's where that progressive piece, I think, comes from. You need to stay relevant, right? In my opinion, I don't. Trying here very much to to you know uh, to make sure that we at least re- that we represent uh, the point of view of, of the other side of mm-hmm. this, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, um, which you know, I'm not a I, I'm no, neither was I brought up uh, Roman Catholic, neither am I particularly religious at all. But 
but I guess the the, the opposing point of view, um, and actually, ironically, both my mother and my sister were educated for parts of their sort of childhoods at uh, convent schools. I mean, okay. publicly owned convent schools. Um, and I guess, I mean, probably their parents or my parents, their, my mother's parents, thought at that time, was like, well, this is a school we think is good, therefore we're going to send our child there. The fact that this is not our religion and we don't necessarily endorse, um, you know, ironically, my, my grandmother was grew up in Northern Ireland and was Protestant, oh. <laughs> um, sending her child to a convent <laughs> school. Was, was, yeah, that was, it was quite controversial, <laughs> believe me. But I mean, it was like, yeah. well, you know, we, we want the quality of the school and we're willing to accept the religious aspect as, as the price that comes with that. Could you not, could one not say now, well, if you're going to a Catholic school, uh, the Catholic Church still is let's say, uh, far from unanimous on the sub- subject of um, uh, sexuality and gender and, uh, uh, and and morality and issues such as that, for better or worse, that's just that's the case. Yeah. You know, shut up and accept it. That's part of the price of going to a Catholic school. I mean, um, it, do you think there's any val- validity to, the, to that argument? So maybe, maybe years ago, I, I don't, I personally don't think there's validity to that argument now. Um, you know, we've seen a lot change and, um, you know, and I, and I get, I guess, you know, I get upset too, because there's always this inference or this inference that, you know, if, if people support, um, you know, non-Catholics in certain positions or they support 2SLGBTQ+, I mean, that infers that we're not good Catholics and we're not, you know, we're not faithful to our religion. And, and I, and I don't look at it like that. I really don't. And, and so, you know, I don't think it should be a put up or shut up to come to our schools. You know, it should be, again, it should be welcoming of all voices and all opinions. And I think we need to recognize that. I mean, that's, you know, that's what makes us, I don't know, that's what makes us great, right? Is all the different parts and pieces that come together. And, and you know, especially now in today's day and age, I don't think you can ask anyone to just come in and participate and, you know, and, and, and take it for what it is. Um, and, I, you know... Yeah. I, I mean, I could go down the whole route of talking about the catechism and talking about the teachings, but we've even seen, you know, we've even seen the, the teaching of, of, you know, we've seen the teachings coming out of the Pope that have, um, you know, been different and reactive to what's going on right now. And, and I think it's really important that this is not a, th- no one's trying to make a threat against the Catholic faith. You know, I'm proud to be a Catholic, but why can't I be a Catholic and be supportive of everybody that's out there? That's the way that I was taught. That's the way that I learn. That's the way that I interpret my faith is, is to be accepting of all. And I think if you come into our Catholic schools, regardless if you're Catholic or not, um, your voice is just as important and your sense of belonging should be just as important. Um, and I don't think it should be forced down anybody's, anybody's throats, if that's, you know, sorry, that sounds probably a little bit strong, but I, I don't think that it should be. What would happen, this, this episode is going to air the, uh, the date of your, uh, of your meeting, uh, so, you know, flash forward, I guess tonight, uh, if you will, um, say, say the, say the, the, we have a repeat of what happened the last time. What, what do you think is going to happen if this, if, if this motion does not pass, you know, if, it, if either a completely fails again, you, your, your entire debate is caught up in the bit, the going back and forth like it did last time and it fails or. What, what do you think? What do you think the consequences of that would well, be for the for your board and, and uh, yeah. going forward? And 
Yeah. So I think, first of all, I really, truly hope that it doesn't go back and forth with, you know, a lot of amendments or a lot of changes or a lot of um, procedural things. I truly sort of believe, you know, if you if you believe in the motion on the table, then support it. If you don't, then don't support it. And, and you'll have your reasons for doing one or the other. I think to, you know, a lot of the problem that I think came out of last time and why it was so negative, it wasn't even so much, to be honest, I don't think the outcome of the vote because we did a lot of great things, even out of that amended motion, I believe a lot of it was just because of those constant amendments and the procedural things that transpired. Um, and that just made it very, very difficult, right, for the people that were participating. So I'm hopeful we don't go down that same route. Um, that would be a great, that would be a great um, outcome. As far as the vote itself, I, and this was another thing I was very fearful of. And I'll be honest with you, I'll be audience there when you know, everyone is talking. When I brought this forward, I was fearful that if it doesn't pass again, the members of, the, of that community who felt so dejected and so unwelcomed and so unloved and so unsupported after the immediate vote, I was, I'm fearful that they're going to have those same feelings again, should this vote not go that way. And I've reached out to, to, you know, several people to say, I want you to know that you're still loved and supported and we're doing the best that we can to show you that. So I, you know, I, I do worry about that. I, I, there's a lot of not nice things, if you will, that get said, um, through some different mechanisms, um, differing opinions. I think if, I don't know, if it doesn't fly this time, if the motion doesn't pass, is it going to be a, eh, you know what? We never thought they would anyways. You know, it, it might be that. Um, it might be um, more than that. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what people are resigned to. I don't know if they just think we're never going to pass something like that. So why are we even bother trying? Um or if it doesn't pass, are they, are they going to be angrier? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'll just, well, I mean, this, just share a, uh, what I said in actually our last episode, just yeah. on my sort of take on it for, for what it's worth, yes. is that, you know, this motion will pass sooner or later. Uh, it's either going to pass next week or in six months or in a year under a different group of trustees or in two years or three. But soon, uh, you know, and... I, I would say sooner rather than later. You know, between 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 a week and uh, and a year, this is going to pass, and, and these flags will fly. Okay. Uh, and the you know, I kind of gave sem semi humorously, I guess, my, my advice to to the trustees who voted differently last time or voted against the proposal last time, or, or the motion. That, you know, stood in the way of the motion. I should say more accurately um, that. You know the smart thing to do here is, is to, is, and the way to keep yourself out of the news is to vote for this. <laughs> um, uh, and, you know, it's an election year. Um, uh, you know, it's all very well to say, well, there, there's strong opinions on both sides. Yes, obviously there is, yeah. but it seems to me that the weight of public opinion is fairly heavily on one side of this argument, and and that would be your side. Um, uh, do you, do you think that there's any truth in my my <laughs> poorly informed opinions. <laughs> I, I I hope you're right. I hope if it doesn't pass this time, although I hope it does, I hope it doesn't pass this time. It will, you know, someone, whether it's me or someone else will, will continue because sometimes things are not, listen, I have a child with a disability. I've lived that life for 14 years. You're not always going to make change right away. It's not always going to happen. It may take a couple of kicks at the can. Um, and you sometimes have to assess what you're willing to continue to fight for and what you're not. I would hope if it doesn't pass, the, you know, this next meeting that, Someone else passes it at some point, um, you know, it, it, and you're, 
uh, the question around the public pressure and that I don't know because I also get accused, right? I get accused of bringing this forward for public pressure. I'm a leftist. I'm woke. I'm a woke leftist. I don't know what you know what that means. I'm a woke leftist. I'm a virtue signaler. I'm not. I'm a kind person who loves everyone <laughs> wants to have this sense of belonging. And so I try not to bring that political piece to the table at all. But again, someone might argue that I'm bowing under pressure. Someone may say the same thing with respect to the other trustees and perhaps, you know, what they're hearing from, from the people that they speak with. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think, I think the trustees who will vote on this matter will do so because of how they believe, um, you know, how, how they believe that this motion should go. And I think that will be that will be the end of it, regardless of what's being said out in, in public, if I'm being honest. I think they will just, they, you know, they have their reasons, they have their people that they've spoken to, and they will vote according to that. Um, yeah. What, uh, um, I, I have two points, uh, so so bear with me. One, I, I'm yeah. wondering, well, there, there's, I guess there's a question over you know, who has authority over these schools. Is it church doctrine or is the public taxpayer? Because there are people who believe like these are t publicly funded yeah. schools. They're coming out of public coffers. Therefore, they are accountable. You, you are accountable to the public, all of us, regardless. Not mm -hmm. just, you know, the, 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 in theory, the Pope can't come in and walk into Queen's Park and say, okay, Catholic schools, this is what we're going to do with them. We're going to do A, B, C, and D. This is my plan. Carry it out. It doesn't work like that. Um, and that was more just a, 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 an opinion than a question because I just I don't yeah. like that's the one thing I think people need to keep in mind in this debate is that they are publicly funded they are they are owned by not just Catholics in the school in the in the yeah. province but they are owned by everyone and if you pay taxes in the province of Ontario these are your schools as well as much as the pu the public schools are our property as well so agree so. Yeah. Um, now I, a question just popped into my mind as we were talking. This is this policy that you're proposing is to make it mandatory so that in the month of June the pride flag is waved uh, at every school in the Halton Catholic School Board. What's stopping a principal from just deciding on their own in the month of June to say, "Nope, I'm waving the the pride flag outside of my school," along with the the Canada flag and the the Province of Ontario flag? Is there anything stopping a principle from saying, I'm just going to include the pride flag up the, you know, put it up the flagpole on their own volition. Like they're not, is there any punishment or recourse? They're going to be dragged in front of the board and say, Hey, Mr. Or Mrs. So-and-so we're going to have to discipline you because you raised the pride flag. No, no. And we, and in fact, you know, one of the things that was brought up in one of the, one of the delegations or one of the presentations last time was, is that we had some, seen some schools raise the, um, the autism awareness flag in April, right? April's autism awareness month. And they had flown the flag at their school. And um, much like there's some schools that celebrate Down syndrome awareness, or they celebrate, um, you know, I don't want to say celebrate, but the, you know, there's a cancer awareness or something that's specific mm -hmm. to their school community. And so we did see that flag flown um, in some schools and they didn't have to ask for it. They just flew the flag because that was the, uh, you know, an autonomous decision that the principal made and, and they can absolutely do that. I mean, we saw last time the, the, the flag couldn't even last time when it didn't fly, principal still could have flown it. But I think in the interest of probably consistency and, and things like that is they probably chose not to put their flag up at their individual schools. We did see them inside the schools, however, which was, which was lovely to see. Um, but no, they're, they're, you know, the, uh, I don't want to say theoretically, uh, policy-wise, procedurally, no, there's nothing stopping a, a principal. But I think that's a lot of pressure on that principal, you know. And I think that becomes, and and then again, it's it's 
you know, you may have two schools across the street from each other, both Catholic and one flag, one's flying the flag and one isn't. And, and I think administrators will be cognizant um, perhaps of, of that when it comes to this. But yeah, no, there's nothing stopping anybody from from putting that up. Do, do you feel, I mean, I feel quite strongly actually that ultimately issues of, you know, gender and sexuality, uh, uh, these kind of, you know, deeply personal uh issues have no business being even discussed at a at a, at a trustee level mm-hmm. I, I don't see it as being part of your job Th- yeah. this this is at the very least a provincial responsibility yeah uh, um and that the, the province at a at a you know simple statement from from uh, the minister could put this entire debate to bed forever pretty much um do you, do you agree with that with that point of so, view? So I think I'll look at it a little different, Roland, in that I don't look at the pride flag as being anything specific to gender or sexuality. Um, and, and and I'm being honest. I you know it's um, when we talk about pride, um, sex comes into it. I don't think it should uh, because you know that's not what it's about. It's not always about gender. It it really is about. Um, a sense of belonging. It's about love. It's about, you know, who you are as a person. It's about all of those things. And so that's where I, yeah, could there be an, inf- an inference that this has crossed the line at the table? Yeah. But then I look at, you know, I was very vocal about implementing International Day of Persons with Disabilities in our board. And we did that for a week long. And by the way, it passed unanimously. Um, and so I was really excited about that. But, you know, it was the same idea. It was recogn- it was it was seeing the differences, but seeing the similarities, recognizing the contributions of you know the, the population of people, awareness, education, um, starting conversations, and so the, I look at pride as the same thing. And I've had people come to me and say, "Well, would you fly the indigenous flag?" Yes. Yes, I would. You know, would you fly a flag of, you know, again, autism awareness or would you fly? Yes, I would. Absolutely. If, it, if it's something that shows an outward symbol to our community that we are here and we, you know, so I think that I look at it like that. If I truly believed, Roland, that this was a symbol of sexuality or gender, that's a different conversation. I don't look at the pride flag like that. I really don't. I look at it as a symbol of love and acceptance. Um, and I think for that reason, when I put something like this motion down, I really don't consider it to be any different than International Day of Persons with Disabilities or Cerebral Palsy Awareness or, or you know, any of the other um, things that we bring forward um, to make sure that our students and our staff have a sense of belonging. I, I, I should clarify that I think you've got perfect right to do what you're doing. I just think, oh, to, oh I mean, no, it's a great question. My, my, yeah. Yeah. My, my, my point is that the province is the better place to do Absolutely. this kind of thing and that they could make it a non-issue. But they uh, could yeah. make it very easy for us to do. <laughs> I guess I, I have one final question. I'm, yeah. I'm sure uh, Joel has another one. But I mean, my, my final kind of question would be, you know, if there are parents listening who, um, and I'm thinking specifically of, of parents and not children, um, because I suspect the children's point of view is fairly unanimous. <laughs> um, but if there are parents who are listening who are like, no, this is nothing to do with education. This is nothing to do, or you know, we're um, uh, you know, our Catholic faith, as far as we understand it, says that this is not something that we that we want at our schools for whatever reason. What would you say to them to uh, put their minds at rest? Well, I think if students are going to learn, um, it, listen, these conversations don't always happen at home. You know, I can be guilty of that on some topics. I think if there's going to be conversations or, um, you know, they're, they're great conversations to have at school. I mean, our educators are, um, you know, this is what they do, that they're, they're well, um, 
you know, experience to have these types of conversations, to navigate these, you know, this conversation. Um, I think it's a, a wonderful place for, again, for, to start conversations and have awareness. And so I, I actually think there's going to be things that our that our children are going to face in the community, right? They're going to they're going to face um, they're going to face people of different colors and different races and different genders and 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 people in wheelchairs and they're going to all of that stuff's going to happen. And so you know, I think them being in the schools and having the opportunity to have those conversations and those learnings, um, I think that's a great place for that to happen because I think it's going to be valid conversations. It's going to be vetted information. It's going to be in a safe place to have those discussions. Um, so. So listen, I you know I can't force anybody to be supportive of this or to want to have those conversations with their child. I I obviously can't do that, nor do I want to do that. But I just think, um, I think you know our kids, like I said, are going to face so many things out in the outside world. Let let's at least make them aware of what they are. Let's help them understand it, and then they can come to their own conclusions later on. But at least we provided them with the tools and resources on some of these topics. Um, you know, so that they can be better informed, I think, my thought. I don't have any other questions. I'm good. Honestly, I see our, our time is uh, is coming up. So I think we're going to, you know what, let's wrap it up on on that high note. Uh, okay. As they say, go out on, go out on a closer. Uh, so I'd like to thank uh, uh, trustee Brenda Agnew uh, for coming on the 905er, taking her time from her busy schedule to uh, share her thoughts and her reasoning on uh, on why we're, the HCDSB is taking another crack of the can at raising the pride flag in, in June. So thank you very much, Brenda. Thanks you guys so much for the conversation. It's been great chatting. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. That's it for this episode of the 905er. Thank you for listening. As always, you can send us your feedback, thoughts, and concerns, or ideas for future episodes to our email, info at 905er.ca. We'd love to hear from you. You can help us keep the 905er going by financially supporting us through Patreon as well as PayPal. Visit us at 905er.ca and click on the support tab. As well, links are in the show notes for your convenience. Lastly, you can find us on social media. Search for the underscore 905er on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So long for now. See you next time. Candace Sampson, the voice behind what she said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada, women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to whatshesaidtalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on BlastTheRadio.com, Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's BlastTheRadio.com. 
It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter.